Developing the Leader Within is a podcast that focuses on leadership, management, and career development. We nosedive into the areas that are holding you back from your full potential. Let us begin. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Developing the Leader Within podcast. I'm Enrique Acosta, your host. And today I have Bishop Bronner with me discussing a very important topic. Now, he's the Bishop of Word of Faith Family Worship Cathedral out of the state of Georgia. Bishop Bronner, thank you so much for being with us today. I want to give you an opportunity to introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing and where you're headed. And then we'll get into our subject today, which is leadership and faith. Wonderful. I'm Bishop Dale Bronner, um, a senior pastor and founder of Word of Faith Family Worship Cathedral here in Atlanta. And uh, I come from a unique uh, background of, of both the business world and ministry. I am a fourth generation pastor on my mother's side of the family, my great-great-grandfather all the way back, and a fourth generation businessman on my father's side uh, of the family. So I figured that I didn't have to choose between God and money. I only had to choose which one I would serve. And I made that decision early on that I would serve God. And, and it's been an incredible joy of just being able to lead people in loving God, in worshiping together, and then serving others. And so that's sort of our focus that, you know, we, we learn something and then we, we try to share it and teach it to others. Each one, reach one. Absolutely. I... I am a believer of the reach one right <laughs> and help one I, I i always say each one help one and and we can get to a better place on this earth um it's Absolutely. wonderful that you would mention uh bishop uh the contrast uh, at times that there is between business and faith all right a life of faith uh i love that you said that you chose to serve god uh, and we know what happens after that. All things are possible. <laughs> so um, I'm so happy to have you today with me, specifically covering leadership and faith, because we know uh, I am also an ordained minister. So I have a, a faith background. Uh, most people that hear me or know me on LinkedIn or any of the social platforms understand that that's the life I live. Now, there is business. There is, uh, uh, you know, what it is called corporate America for what we know, but corporate world, because right now, because of the pandemic, we actually had to go out and, and, and go to other playgrounds and try to generate some type of business just to keep afloat. If you, um, but there is a fine line at times when it comes to business and faith. I have seen, and I am a witness, that both could coincide if you put the right priority on the right thing. And you mentioned that early on, so you hit that one smack in the middle. Uh, I appreciate that. But what position does, ha does faith have in business and how it will propel someone to be successful in business? Yeah, that's, that's a, a great question. Actually, a lot of people don't know it, but the Hebrew word for businessman actually 
is man of faith because it takes faith to go into business. Business is a risk. You risk losing everything that you've got. But when there is a risk of losing, there's also a risk of gaining. And that's why people go into business. It is the faith in believing that God, that you place something in my heart. You've given me a desire. You've given me a focus and a discipline. I roll up my sleeves. I mean, I say my prayers and then I roll up my sleeves and I go to work to make this thing happen. That's the whole principle of faith and works. It's not one or the other, it's both and. Faith and works. You demonstrate your faith by the works that you do. And so when a person even goes into business, it is their way of saying, God, I'm going into this trusting and trembling, trusting and trembling and believing that you will breathe on my efforts and cause this thing to prosper so that I can be a blessing. The reason that he talked about it in Deuteronomy 8.18, it is the Lord who gives you the power to get wealth so that you may establish his covenant. So it's all connected one with the other. So if you're gonna be in business, you need to have faith because it sends you on a unique journey in life and there are a lot of unexpected turns. Uh, that's absolutely correct. Now, I, you know, not only do you need to have faith, you will have faith. You, you're going to have faith in something, right? Uh, because everybody that goes in business, as you just said, has to execute on a hope. That hope is that you will be prosperous in your endeavor. And I love how you bring that out, uh, not only the word backing, uh, but the fact that it's required. You're going to have faith in something, even on your day-to-day -day happenings at work. When you get up in the morning, you got to have faith that your car is going to work and take you to work on time. You got to have faith when you get there that the, the things haven't gone belly up. You got to have faith on your team members that they're going to support the missions for the day. There is so much faith being called out of you throughout your day that it's impossible to be in business without some level of faith. So I love that. Now, in all of those happenings, right, in all those instances where faith is being required of us throughout the day, it takes a lot out of somebody to be able to uh, not only hope that things are going to fall in line and be successful in a business, but that everybody else will be in a concert with you, right? Playing their part, playing their instruments. So it, it requires a, a little more than just faith, doesn't it? Oh, absolutely. It, uh, you, you, you gotta have a strategy uh, as well. Strategy is so important. To me, prayer helps us to produce the strategy. You know, prayer avails to us the wisdom of God. Out of wisdom, divine wisdom, comes a strategy. Wisdom births a strategy. You don't want to just go shooting in the dark. There, there has to be a game plan. Uh, it is the first order of leadership is to define reality. It's to define reality. And it is to determine direction. There are three vital things, direction, alignment, 
and then commitment. Once you determine direction, there's no need in rushing anywhere until you've determined your direction. What is the direction of this business? What are our goals? Uh, and then determine your values and make sure that your actions that you're doing on a daily basis are in alignment with what you say your values are. You use your values as the guiding principles of your business, of your organization, no matter what it is. Policies are many, principles are few. Policies often change, principles never do. So once you determine the values that uh, you, that helps you to then measure the activity that you're doing, all of your behavior that you're doing, so that you bring those things into alignment with your goals and values for your organization, and then commitment, direction, determine direction, uh, make sure that things are in alignment, and then make sure that your heart is committed to the process. You have to be committed to the process progress comes by process. So it is a it's, a, it's a combination of things that having that strategy uh, helps you to determine the direction that you're going, making sure that everything aligns with your values and then that your heart and those who join you are committed to the vision. And, and that's just amazing uh, to piece all that together uh, in one statement. So thank you for that. Um, I, I, I feel and, and, and I think the word discipline, right? Because this is, this is, discipline is not chastisement. Now, so a lot of people, <laughs> you know, consider that, right? But it is the formulating of habits to continue you on a journey of success. So, when you discipline yourself and you put all these things that you just shared with us into practice, it allows the perpetual movement to be in stride and in concert with success. Doesn't mean that things won't come at you, right? Because we know when all things are nice and sunny, uh, you know, it may be a rainy day coming. But even in rainy days, you get births and rebirths and growth and all kinds of life come from that. Um, so faith has a discipline, right? Oh, oh, absolutely. You know, there's there's no question about it. I, I like to simply say that discipline is deciding what you want most over what you want now. Uh, when you make that determination, that disciplines you. Do I want just immediate gratification uh, right in this moment, or do I want my long-term? It's determining what you want most over what you want now. Like if a person is trying to lose weight, uh, they have to discipline and say, you know what, the kind of body that I'm trying to build, fried chicken and banana pudding and ice cream is not going to help me to build that right now. I want that right now. But if I'm disciplined, I have to dis remember what I want most over what I want now. And that's, it's, it's, it's just as simple as that because faith does have a discipline. And that discipline creates for us a daily routine. The real secret of all success is always found 
in the daily routine. It, it, it success does not come in a day, it comes daily. You win it daily by the humdrum kind of things that you do consistently. There are a lot of people that love great intensity. Intensity gives you a great story, but consistency brings you great progress. And if we really want the progress in our life, it is because we have developed the discipline to simply be consistent. And that is having the maturity to do it even when we don't feel like doing it. Uh, you have to be committed. And that's where discipline really reveals itself is that once the emotion and the excitement have passed, what is it that drives me that makes me get up and still stay on track? That's called discipline, discipline. It doesn't feel good. You don't necessarily want to do it always in the moment, but it is remaining consistent even when the emotion for the excitement of what you're doing has passed. And so there are a lot of elements of, of building anything that's not very exciting, but it's the humdrum kind of thing of where you're diligently, consistently, by discipline, building that house, building that business, building that organization, building the dream, building the vision. And so it is doing it even when you don't feel like doing it, because if we only worked on the days that we felt great, we'd never accomplish very much of anything in life. Uh, that's a fact. Uh, you, you, you mentioned that uh, ice cream and I started, ooh, Oh, he's he's calling me out <laughs> because it's true. You know, we we want a lot of things. We desire a lot of things. There's a lot of things that we aspire to. But the consistent discipline day by day is what gets you there. And, and you're absolutely right. Now, you talked about faith building. And as you was talking about faith building, it, it, it reminds me of a, a of a team. So can you discuss how faith? Uh, is able to even build teams. Oh, absolutely. You know, the thing is, is that no matter how talented people are, talent needs a team in order to be terrific. Talent needs a team in order to be terrific. Um, it, it, it is true that a horse, just one horse by itself can pull about 9,000 pounds of weight, 9,000 pounds. But if you yoke two horses together, they don't merely pull 18,000 pounds, they're actually able to pull 27,000 pounds. It becomes exponential. So that's, that's, that's cubing it. It's, it's not just squaring it, it's cubing it. It makes it exponential, just the power of teamwork. So we are limited in whatever it is that we can do if we cannot build that team. A leader is not somebody who figures out where people want to go and then uh, jumps out in front of them and then declares himself a leader or herself a leader. A leader is someone who knows where he or she wants to go and they then inspire people to go with them on a journey because leadership is a journey. The word leader comes from an Indo-European word. Actually, that's made up of two separate words, L-E-A, which means uh, path, P-A-T-H. And then der means finder. If you put it all together, a leader is a path finder because leadership is a journey into certain unfamiliar uh, territory. Over in Europe, 
when it's cold, um, they couldn't eat by planting vegetations and then reaping the harvest of that. So they had to go and hunt for the big game. And nobody told them exactly where uh, the, the big game was. Uh, they had to find it. If you are a leader, you locate the path and then you find them. You have to go and look at a tree uh, where they have nibbled on, on, on a leaf from that tree. You have to go and search the ground, soft ground, and see whether there is a footprint and you find the path of where they are. Because when you're building something, nobody gives you a roadmap, a blueprint that tells you exactly how to get it. You have to look for little nuances, the little clues of, of, of an animal that has nibbled on a leaf, on a footprint that is here. You find the path. A leader is a path finder who actually then blazes the path so others can then follow. So that's what leadership is, is really all about. It's about uh, going on this journey, finding this path, and inspiring a team to rally around you that actually buys into it. If people trust you as a leader, they will then want to buy into your vision. They don't buy into your vision until they buy into the leader. And so if you buy into the leader, you can then buy into the vision because they, they have to trust your character before they'll let you give, give them a ride. Nobody wants to just get in the car with a stranger with whom they have no connection, no identification, and they have no idea of the destination. But when you have shared your heart and said, you know what, this is where we're going. I don't know exactly which road that we're going to take to get there, but we're gonna find this path. I know that this is waiting for us the, the Emerald City exists and we're going to find it. And, and it's an exciting journey uh, to be able to do that because here's what I find is that the greatest lessons of life, they are not found in a course, they are found on a course. So the, the, the most important things that have impacted my life, there've been things that I didn't necessarily find uh, in school, but they were things that I found on the course of life that have introduced me to people and to problems and situations that then unlocked something on the inside of me. So the greatest lessons of life, they are learned on a course. It is the journey of leadership where you discover things within yourself that you didn't know because there are problems that you will meet on the journey that will introduce you to yourself. You don't even know what all you're capable of until you encounter certain challenges in this life. And uh, it, it amazes me how oftentimes people look for a mountaintop kind of experience and they want to, uh, you know, uh, they love the, 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 uh, the, the mountain, but they have a fear about trying to climb the mountain and not realizing that the greatest treasures, the greatest reward that they are seeking are actually on that mountaintop experience. And there's a lot of climbing. It's, it's not easy. You have to go there to the top of the mountain with intentionality. Nobody reaches the top of a mountain without being intentional about it. I absolutely love that. And uh, thank you for dissecting the word leader in a way that, um, to be honest, I haven't heard uh, anyone else <laughs> say, and I've been through a lot of books and a lot of conferences and a lot of things, uh, but the true definition is one that you shared with us and i appreciate that now uh, you know and, and you've said so much you, you, I, I mentioned earlier on before we came on the podcast that you 
at, at times I look at your posts on LinkedIn that make me want to run. So I, I was holding on to my seat while you're talking <laughs> over there. So I don't come off the, off the camera, but um, thank you for sharing that. You know, you mentioned something about uh, the reason why folks would give you their trust, would give you uh, the ability to lead them. Uh, it's not an easy thing to gain. Uh, and I see it all the time. Uh, folks confuse their positional leadership as a buy-in. Uh, that's a placement. It, you have not had the faith and buy-in of the people until they get to know you. Yes. Uh, a lot of leaders would go down that journey based on their positions alone, not sure. understanding that it takes a little more than just you showing up to your workplace and sitting behind your nice desk or cubicle with your placard uh, that proclaims you to be a leader. It takes you winning the heart of the people, the heart of the people and their trusting you to lead them requires something that most leaders refuse to bring to the workplace. And mm -hmm. that's love. Yeah. There is a lot of leadership without the element of love. And I see a lot of failure occur at that position because of the absence. Can you tell us a little bit about how faith uh, and love uh, in an enterprise can actually work? Oh, absolutely. You know, um, the, the scripture teaches that faith works by love. It actually functions by the power of love. As you mentioned, um, nobody just trusts a leader because a person says that they are a leader. Now, you can respect a person's position, you can respect their title, but trust must be earned. And the leaders who earn the trust of people earn that trust by serving people and not by being self-serving or using people to serve their own selfish interest. It has to be able to have something of where a leader is serving the people. Real leadership is, is about being an answer to a problem that is in the world. I mean, if a business, if an organization does not become an answer to a problem, it is irrelevant. So it's not about serving ourselves, it's about serving people, serving people. Ministry is people. Business is a process of exchange that happens with people. You make a friend of every customer and that uh, solidifies a relationship for life. People do business, you know, with those that they trust. They do business with the people that they trust. I mean, people can respect you, but if they don't trust you, they might listen to you, but they do business with people that they trust. That trust is earned by their watching you uh, honor your word, by having values that uh, they can buy into and because you serve the needs of others. That builds a trustworthy leader who is not uh, narcissistic, egocentric, but who is focused on others. Leadership 
focuses on serving people. And every person that we esteem as a great leader was not great because they served themselves, but they were a servant to people. We esteem people like uh, Martin Luther King Jr. as a great leader because he was self-sacrificing and he served the needs of others. People like Gandhi, people like Mother Teresa. These were global figures who were trusted leaders because you know that they were not in it for the money. They were not in it for accolades and awards and, uh, uh, and shout outs on social media. They were in it not for the income, they were in it for the outcome. And that's why I'm in ministry, not for the income, I'm in it for the outcome because it, it gives us the ability to capacitate people, to empower them to be more than what they currently are. It stretches them beyond their wildest imagination. It connects with something in their heart. And they have to feel that who you are is authentic. What comes from the heart goes to the heart. So people can feel when you have a heart for them and they can feel when you're only in something for yourself. So that's a critical part of our, our, our leadership is always asking the love question. Is this action that we're doing one that reflects love to the people that, 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 that we are called as an organization to serve. And if the answer is not motivated by love, then you need to go back to the drawing board and make sure that it comes through the litmus test of whether this thing is motivated by love. Love is the greatest motive for which you can do anything, not the love of money, but the love of people. And when people know that you love them, it creates a trust within their heart to, to have a relationship with you from a business standpoint or spiritual standpoint, uh, you know, and, and even a personal kind of a standpoint. You don't want to be friends with someone with whom you cannot trust. That's absolutely right. And uh, thank you for sharing that with us. As you were speaking, I was reminded of a, of a good friend of mine, uh, eventually, you know, that that trust and that love and uh, through work and through the experience of uh, the Navy, uh, which I have a background in, ended up being a friendship uh, that is lasting. Uh, it was because love was incorporated in my leadership style that sure. that was prime uh, the primary catalyst to all my decisions. Anything that I went forth was always checked against love. So I fully, fully endorsed that that you just said, because I saw it for myself. And what I also saw for myself is this not too long ago, we were in a conversation, myself and that individual and a couple of others. And this is what uh, they said. Even to today, now I've been separated retired five years from the Navy. And, and they said, even today, I'm faced with a leadership challenge. And I asked myself, what would Enrique do in this situation? And that blessed me so much. Yeah. Because what it validated for me was that I was right to allow love, to allow faith, to be my guiding light in my leadership where others now 
are asking themselves, even five years removed, is this what this individual would do? Which ends up being, is that what they would do, right? Because they're basing it off of that. So there's a level of legacy that is left behind when you live a life of faith in leadership. Can you tell us a little bit about that? You know, I think that uh, one, of the, one of the things of great leadership is that uh, uh, as, as a part of faith, faith leaves a legacy. Uh, Abraham is in scripture is, is the father of faith. And we are, we are his descendants. We, we, are the, we are the children of Abraham. We are, are, are his offspring. We are his legacy. Legacy is not about the past. Legacy is always about the future. Legacy is about something that you set in motion that will outlive you. Its impact continues to go. That's why it's, a, it's always a great idea for people. I tell people, um, if something has impacted your life, put it in writing. Put it in a way that becomes memorable to the generations. It doesn't matter whether it is a podcast, then it's out there for forever and people can then access it. If it's on YouTube, they can then access it. It's a way of recording something that can bless people long after you're gone. They, they can still pull it up and they can access it. When, when Jesus was in the earth, the only thing that he left us was his book that contained his thoughts. He didn't leave us houses, he didn't leave land. His legacy was not in brick and mortar. His legacy was in the lives of people that he touched. You know, I'm, I'm in ministry today because I had an experience with Jesus. And it is through that encounter that I do what I do. I'm a part of the legacy of Jesus Christ. And so who we touch is so wonderful. Just like you, you, you mentioned that they're in the Navy and, you, and oftentimes when you're making an impact on people, most of the time you don't know it until later. Uh, when you make an impact in your own children, you don't really realize it until later. And then for someone to say, you know, I wonder what would Enrique do? You know, that's what, what a great testament uh, to your leadership and to your character, that it would impact someone. Uh, that's your faith being lived out in a, in a way of legacy, that even after you stepped out of that, those who are still there can still ask the question, what would he do? It's, it's the same as what would Jesus do? That's the impact of legacy when somebody else is still carrying those thoughts. They've been impacted by your life, by your lifestyle, by your character, by your integrity. They, they've been impacted by that to the degree that it, you, you have a seed of that that was, is within them and then it grows and produces fruit. That's what that legacy is about, is about the fruit that is produced in the lives of others by the seeds that we sowed in people. So our legacy is never in buildings, your name on the front of a building, some building being named after you, a street being named after you. All of those things are wonderful and nice as, as accolades, but they are not legacy. Legacy must be lived out in the lives of breathing human beings that continue to carry an essence of who we were, that we are a part of the legacy of those that have, have molded us, shaped us, mentored us, birthed us. You know, we're a, a, a legacy to, to them, to mothers and fathers and grandparents and great-grandparents. We are their legacy. So it's about wondering how is it that I will stop 
what I, I, I when, when, when I stop doing what I'm doing, how is it that the impact of what I started can continue to live long after me? A, a, a man who was a, a mentor to Dr. Martin Luther King was, a, uh, was the president of the Atlanta Board of Education and also the president of Morehouse College from which Martin Luther King graduated. And he sat with my dad one day and he said to him, he says, Bronner, he says, what are you doing to ensure that when you die, your business does not die? And that started my dad to thinking 30 years prior to his death about the continuation of our business. And uh, we made plans and set that uh, in order for that to be able to be continued. And today, uh, it, it, it marks this marks year number 75 that we've been in business as a legacy. Uh, this is the legacy of, of, of a seed. My dad is gone, but the business is not. You know, uh, Jesus is gone from the earth realm, but the church is not. We are his legacy. And so if we don't birth something that then outlives us and continues to carry the message of truth, and love and principles and righteousness and justice, if we don't carry those things, then our living honestly becomes in vain. That is powerful. And um, what a true testament to legacy. I love that you, uh, you know, 70 plus years of business is just beyond my comprehension, right? Because I've only been in a, an entrepreneurial journey for about a couple of years. And so to look beyond a, a couple of years is hard enough to plan an actual succession plan, something that will outlive you and outlive your children and their children's children is a phenomenal way of looking at business because that is truly when you know that what you have is impacting in the right areas the community that you chose to serve. And what a what a great share of legacy. Uh, and you're, you're right, right? We are a living proof that uh, the legacy of Christ is still going. Yes. And, and, and it's not just going because we say, oh, uh, you know, Christ uh, is our Lord. We're, it's going because we're living it. Yes. We're living faith. We're living love. We're living truth. We're living compassion, humility, generosity. We're, we're living these things. And that is when you know that the impact was had. And, uh, and praise the Lord for that, <laughs> because I don't know where I would be without him. Yeah. Bishop uh, Brana, thank you so much uh, for the uh, sharing of not only uh, of yourself, your time, but with our audience of what true faith uh, can do in an in a enterprise world. Right? There, there is no distinction. And when you try to break those apart, you're breaking yourself apart, you're breaking your business apart, right? So, yes, um, yes. so thank you so much for sharing your time and your thoughts with us today. If, if someone wanted to get a hold of you, uh, what would be the best way? Uh, they can, uh, uh, my social media handles is just at Bishop Bronner, or uh, my website is uh, dalebronner.com, dalebronner.com, and that'll take you to uh, our websites to be able to access uh, our ministry. 
outstanding. We'll have that as part of the video and the show notes so that everybody can get uh, uh, that information. Uh, once again, uh, thank you for being with us. Uh, folks that are listening, those in entrepreneurial journeys, those on just starting your leadership journey, those that are in leadership journeys, but you know you're struggling. And more importantly, these, these are the, this is the group that I really like to work with. Executives that have lost your heart for leadership because you can. Uh, I hope you were listening to this segment. Uh, incorporate the things that Bishop shared with us today and you will see a market change in your leadership, not only in your leadership, but in your legacy. It, it is vital to have faith in the business world uh, because guess what? You have it anyway. So for all those listening, uh, Bishop, once again, thank you for being with us. Uh, you, uh, all of you listening, you know how we'd like to close out our show. Success to you. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I'd love to hear suggestions for our future shows or any remarks you may have that will help us improve. Until then, success to you. <laughs>